Before or after this podcast, go check out Built.com. If you are looking for a snack bar that is high in protein, has delicious flavors, and is made with 100% real chocolate, then this is the place for you to go. Use Brie Davis 10 for discount at checkout. Have you been trying to start a fitness routine, but you just can't get in the hang of it, or you're not really sure what to do every day? Well, go check out GrownStrong.com, a program created for women by women with an active, supportive online community, as well as options for a 20, 40, 60, or 80-minute programming, starting from beginner all the way to elite options. This will help you reach your goals by getting 1% better every day. Finally, maybe you're trying to start a workout, but someone is using the timer at the gym, or you need a portable one, small enough to fit in your pocket, but large enough to never miss a round, then go to gsgotimer.com. It has a magnetic back for convenience and comes in many fun colors. Hello and welcome to episode two, Dr. Brie Davis, the podcast hosted by me, Dr. Brie, but to pretty much everyone other than a few of my patients. I just go by Brie. So today I have a guest with me and her name is Carmel Nickel. And we're going to be talking about how to set goals and actually get to these goals. So welcome, Carmel. And I'm excited to have you on. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to be here. I know that there's plenty of other things that you could be doing, but thanks for coming on. Hi, Brie. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Hopefully let your listeners know a little bit about goals and mindset and just start with a a beginning point of goal setting. Well, I'm super excited to hear, but first I wanted to tell them a little bit about you and why I went to you to be my goal setting guru. Yeah, my educational background is I obtained a bachelor's of social work degree and also a master's of social work degree. And professionally, I am now within the college admissions counseling world where I get to work with a variety of different people, a variety of different ages when it comes to goal setting of where students really want to be career-wise and then help them get to that point where they're applying, making a strong application. Awesome. So basically goal setting for chasing their educational and career dreams, as well as kind of helping them navigate in the right direction of if this is something they really want to do or if this is the right path that they're on. Yeah, exactly. My training and my education has really given me the opportunity to work within an educational setting and also a healthcare setting. It's awesome that you have that dual opportunity to not only be in that educational setting, but also have been in that healthcare setting. Since we are on the health, wellness, and fitness topic, is there anything specific that you're passionate about with health, wellness, and fitness that you want to share with us before we delve into our goal setting? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that's important to me about health and wellness is really just having a healthy mind. I feel like when people can have a healthy mind, that can lead to other areas of health and wellness. But mindset is the number one thing for me. That's so true. I think your mindset really determines how far you're going to get in your goal setting or even if you're going to begin at all. So I wanted to start with the quote, think big, start small. I'm assuming a bunch of you guys have already heard this before. 
And I love this saying, but with a little bit of a twist on it. So here it is. Think big, start small, but most of all, start. (laughs) It seems simple, right? Well, this is my motto for many things now, but I can tell you it took time to get to this or at least to start to listen to this advice. I used to be more of a go big or go home type person, but kind of started to realize that sometimes this didn't help me get to the place that I wanted to be or as far as I wanted to be. Think about what is your dream? I'm sure you have one. Hopefully you have one or a goal that you have. It doesn't have to be health, wellness, or fitness related, but it could be. Have you ever thought to yourself, this dream or this goal just seems too big or too hard? There's too many steps to get there. You're not really really sure where to even start. Just maybe the whole thing is super overwhelming. And then the minute you start thinking about that thing and then start to think about the path to get there, it freaks you out and you just push it aside or give up before you have even started. Definitely been there too. So here's a quote to think about. Another quote, you'll learn that I like quotes, but this one is from Zig Ziglar. It says, a goal properly set is halfway reached. So I'm going to break it down and give you guys a little metaphor. Think of this like a skyscraper or for my West Coast fam, maybe the Space Needle. Okay, maybe this building is less extreme in height to represent a goal not so grand. But anyways, someone tells you, get to the top. How are you going to do it? Well, there's a few ways, right? But let's say the elevators are broken. Now, how are you going to get to the top? Well, you probably have to use the stairs. Will it still get you there? Yes. Will it get you there as fast as the elevators? Eh, probably not. I'm sure someone out there wants to challenge this theory. So if the top is the goal or the dream that you want to reach, you have to take the steps to get there. And sometimes, these steps to get there. Takes time, effort, and repetition often. Seems hard-ish, but the plan seems manageable and straightforward. But so does the task. Now let's say someone spills their water bottle all over those stairs. Or there's a fire drill. Or there's a bunch of other people on the stairs that are moving way too slow for you or that are in your way. Or maybe you wore the wrong shoes and now your feet hurt. Anyways, in our journey, somewhere, something usually always comes up to challenge us, which is why when we think about our goal, preparing and having a solid plan and a backup plan, or maybe the tasks or demands we have to put on ourselves are smaller, it can help us slowly reach the top. Anyways, enough with my crazy analogy. Maybe more realistically, you guys created a 2022 New Year's goal or resolution and already have given up. Or you feel like you'll never arrive at that end result. Or maybe you're like, oh my gosh, how's it already March? Well, life happens, so I want to chat about some ways to increase your success at achieving your dream or reaching these new goals. One of the first ways that we're going to talk about getting to our goals is called a SMART goal. And you may be asking, duh, why would I make a stupid or silly goal? But this is actually not what it stands for. So since I have a goal-setting guru on here today, Carmel, I'm going to hand it over to you. And can you give us some tips? and explain what are these SMART goals all about. So when it comes to goal setting, it all comes down to what is your goal? And coming up with a plan of how to obtain your goal. So SMART goals is spell out the word SMART, break down each letter, and each letter stands for a specific category of how to organize your goal. So let's start with S. S means specific. It essentially targets a specific or particular area for improvement. M stands for measurable. So your goal has to be able to be tracked or quantifiable in change or progress. 
A is achievable. Goals must be realistic or possible to obtain. R means relevant. So what is supporting your overall end goal per se? And the last letter is T. E stands for timely. You should be able to specify when you want a result to be achieved. It could have a a start date. It could have an end date. As long as you have some sort of time in mind. So true. Like you have this goal you want to obtain, but it may be tomorrow. It may be next year. Or then you forget about it and don't plan. It ends up being like 10 years from now and you still haven't reached it. Thanks for explaining the SMART goal. This does seem like an actual smart or intelligent way to break down how we set goals and make it seem more manageable and maybe a little bit less daunting. So what does this actually look like, though? Can you give us an example or give us a situation where we could break down an actual specific goal into a SMART goal? So I know this goal might sound really silly and really small, but it's actually something health and wellness wise I've been trying to implement more into my life, but I want to start drinking more water. So specifically step one, drink more water at some point during the day. Measurable. I feel like having a water bottle for me that actually has little tick marks of how many ounces have I drank in a day has really helped me it's really easy to forget to drink water during the day. So it's helped me to use a water bottle that says drink this by this certain amount of time during the morning, drink this amount by the afternoon. And then ideally by the end of the day, you're done with that water bottle and you've drank at least enough water in the day to work towards your goal. Okay. Awesome. So I feel like the smart goals are simple enough and it helps you create that plan that you need to execute it but I mean it's still going to take that practice and time and some grit and grind to hold yourself accountable to those specific tasks ideally though those tasks will then create new habits and then help you get to your goal so since I'm more on the sciencey end of things I'm going to talk about some of the psychology behind forming new habits and new actions so our brain actually thrives and really loves habits why is this Well, because our brain actually processes these with better efficiency and because they really like the well-practiced activities, the brain then can make these habits or activities automatic, basically meaning it takes less brain energy and frees up more mental energy for other tasks. So here's an example. How many of you get in the car and just put your seatbelt on? Do you think about that or do you just do it? Okay, maybe don't answer if you don't put your seatbelt on. You put it on without even thinking or realizing it. This is an example of an automatic habit that's habitual and it's mindless. Okay, cool. So you might be like, how long does this take to get to an automatic habit? Well, on average, it takes 21 days to create a new habit, but it takes around 66 days for that habit to now become a new automatic behavior. 66 seems like a lot, but just think if you can make it at least to 21 days, you're already one third of your way. So what are some tips to make this whole process seem less stressful and manageable? Carmel did a really good job. Thanks for going into our SMART goals and how to set the plan. But Carmel, how do we like actually make sure we 
can do this plan. Do you have any other tips or ideas to help us get there? For me, I set reminders on my phone. I also am such a calendar person. I do use like Google Calendar for a lot of things. So I'll set set different like milestones within my Google Calendar. I'm also a sticky note person and, and I'm a to-do list person. So if it means that I'm actually like physically writing something down, then I can physically see it every day. And it's a great reminder to me to be like, Hey, have I done this today? I'm definitely the same way. I have to write some stuff down. And if I don't write it down, I'm probably going to forget about it. So I keep a, not only a little list ongoing list in my phone, but I also do the sticky notes and checklists too. Also find it helpful if you find a, an accountability partner. I also feel like if you verbalize your goal, it will have that other person make sure that you're being held responsible. So sometimes goals don't always have to be singular, but they can be done with other people. Yeah, totally makes sense. One thing we were talking about earlier was finally just having some grace with ourselves and hanging tight and realizing no one's perfect. And that if we fall off our plan, we reset, we try again tomorrow, and that tomorrow's a new day. So you gave a really good analogy. Do you mind sharing with us your analogy on kind of giving us some grace and the fact that we can always reset and try again? So think of a glass, think of a drinking glass. Some people will see a drinking glass as half full. Some people might see it as half empty, but really the glass is refillable. Some days you're going to stay on top of your goals and you're going to be seeing that glass as half full, but some of those days might not be in the best mindset. So just thinking of goals as being the glass is refillable you always have more opportunities to build upon your goals and not feel like you're a failure. I love that. It's kind of a mixture between not necessarily being super negative mindset and not necessarily being super overly optimistic. It's just realistic. This is the way it is. If it gets empty, we fill it back up. And if it's full, we have some to drink from. You should celebrate your small victories each day. Each day kind of adds up and soon it turns into weeks and months and those little goals will start building into something much bigger. I think the process is more important than the end goal, no matter if you fully reach the end goal or not. It's all about the process and it's all about just pushing yourself to be better and having that open mindset that you can do your best and try your best every day. Yeah, I love that. I think that kind of brings us back to the beginning of where we started with this podcast is in order to celebrate that process, well, we just have to start. So the think big, start small saying, changing it up a little bit to the think big, start small, but most of all, just start. Well, I want to switch gears a little bit, but thank you so much, Carmel, for joining us and giving us all the tips on how to be successful in goal setting and give us a little bit of a positive mindset shift. Thanks, Bree, for having me on your second podcast, and I look forward to joining you in the future. I want to talk about access and keep in mind when trying to reach your goals, trying to see clearly and realistically what is an obtainable goal and what is not, and not play a comparison to get clouded by other things, specifically social media. I'm just going to briefly touch on this topic today in our podcast. But we have an episode coming up about social media and its influence on our world today.
the positives about it and some of the negatives about it. So specifically related to health and wellness on the fitness end, there's a little good news and bad news I have to share with you. Well, you probably already know, but we live in a world where there's so much access to plenty of good things that can help you become healthy, like organic sections at the grocery store, whole grocery stores that are dedicated to healthy foods like Whole Foods or Trader Joe's. And there are a lot of fitness locations with so many different types of classes that you can join in your community or online as well as endless information on how to be fit, how to be well, and how to be healthy. And people share and try to sell their own stories and programs to help you get to where they are. And some of these people are very qualified and successful, and their programs and products are great, but this is not always the case. We also live in a world where we have access to those not-so-healthy things. In the community, this can show up like endless fast food restaurants and drive throughs or access to information that's not true. Stories that are given to us or stories that are portrayed as quick fixes. We have to remember that most people only post the ideals or the best of the best on their social media. Rarely do people say, hey, I did this thing and it did not work for me and then try to promote that. So you have to take in consideration and take with a grain of salt what you see on social media as well as its realistic value and truth. You probably follow or know at least a quote-unquote influencer on social media who promotes something related to health, fitness, and wellness. And you're like, wow, how did they get there so fast? Or they seem superhuman. Some of these people have seen success, but the transparency on how they got there or what they did to get there is not often straightforward. You may see their awesome before or after pictures, but you don't really know how they got there or is it safe to do what they did to get there and do they even have the credentials to be promoting what they're doing are they a nutritionist are they in the health field are they a pro athlete or someone on that caliber who is not like the everyday person basically what i'm trying to say is we have to be careful with what we see on social media and realize is this reality do i and should i believe what i see and is the information and stories that i'm being told are they true? Is it safe? Is it going to help me on my fitness, health, wellness continuum? I'm not saying all of things on social media are bad, though don't get me wrong. There's a lot of great influencers to our health and wellness that can encourage us to make a new recipe or do a new workout. We just have to filter out all of those unrealistic expectations or are making us feel like, wow, we're not good enough, or I'm not even close to being like that person. So it's just about sifting through what's fake, and then what is reality. And if someone does tell you, hey, I have this quick fix or this seven-day juice cleanse and suddenly they lose 25 pounds and look super muscular and tan and post their pictures and you get discouraged, if anyone tells you they have a five, six-day or quick fix for anything fitness or health-related, it's a lie. Most likely false or not transparent or the full story wasn't given or, well, Photoshop. Now that that little rant is over, How do we implement this into our daily lives now that you kind of know a little bit about what to look for and what to not look for, or at least what to watch out for? How do we try to set ourselves up for the most successful path? We want to think about longevity and not just quick fixes or one-month challenges or other things that we're going to end up not following through with in the end that gets us back to the beginning again of how are we going to start and where. So specifically talking about fitness. What if we want to start moving our bodies? Where do you start? 
Well, first, you have to start by finding something that you at least enjoy. I'm all about longevity and all about holistic health, especially with my occupational therapy background. And just by also me making my own mistakes in the past health-wise and fitness-wise. But one way to make sure that you're successful in your journey is finding something that you enjoy. Because if you don't, it may be difficult to be able to muster up that strength and motivation to follow through. And then you'll just end up quitting. But then I guess if you don't quit, but you also hate what you're doing, this also sucks in general because part of health and wellness overall is being happy and not being in a constant state of uh, stress and negative energy. So you may be like, cool, free, I don't know what to do. Or now what? I've tried all these classes and I hated them. Or I tried this and it wasn't for me. So where should I start? Well, I like to say, find the places with the free trial weeks. Try new classes, but without having to invest any money first. I thought I was going to hate CrossFit and didn't want to give it a try, but if I didn't, I probably would still be walking on an elliptical for hours and hours. There are places like CrossFit gyms, which obviously I love, Orange Theories, Aerial Dance, Gymnastics, Swimming, Yoga, Pilates, Bar 3, Spin Classes, Zumba or Dance Classes, Boot Camps, or Local Intramural Sport. Check your community. Maybe there's some fun paths that you can run, walk, or bike on. Maybe there's a local track you want to go to, uh, community centers, or some fun hikes in your area. If you live in a place warmer than where I do um, in Washington, then maybe you also want to check out some water sports. Or vice versa, if you live in a cold place like I do and you have access to a mountain, maybe you want to do some snow sports. Finally, check some online apps for programs. My CrossFit gym has their program online, so I can see what the workout is for the day and follow that. I also follow Grown Strong, which has some great programming that you can access at home or anywhere you decide to work out. Or another one that I go to is uh, Peloton. Not only do they have an app, but you don't necessarily need to own their spin bike or their treadmill to do the workouts. There's just some running ones. There's some bodyweight ones. There's some yoga, mindful meditation. There's boxing now. So there's a bunch of different options. There are plenty out there, though, so I have just named a few. Finally, there's a lot of free options. If you go on YouTube um, or go on Instagram, I know, be careful, but there are a lot of great exercises and programs that you can follow on there, as well as some apps that are free. Or by using our SMART goals, just go to the old school way. You don't really need an app or anything. Just go for a walk. Go for a run. Set your watch or timer and try to execute something small every day. Or go get a bicycle. Maybe you have a scooter or a skateboard. Finally, some things you want to think about. You want to be able to be consistent. So it needs to be convenient for you time-wise, class-wise, and location. Like, I would love to pick up the sport of surfing in the warm waters of Hawaii. But if that was my exercise of choice, I probably wouldn't be doing it that often. Pencil it in. Make time for it. Make it a routine. And make people around you and your family know this is a priority and this is when I'm doing it. It has to be affordable. You don't want to be paying so much money that now you're questioning what you can and can't do because you're spending too much money on a fitness program. I think it's important to have community or accountability. So maybe it's a friend, maybe it's an online community, or maybe it's an actual gym that can help you come in every day, ask you, hey, where have you been? Or, hey, I'm excited to see you tomorrow. Finally, look at credentials and safety. Maybe you're coming back from injury. Maybe you're pregnant, maybe you're postpartum, maybe you have a chronic or acute disease. You want to find people who can help you 
keep going forward in our health, wellness, fitness continuum and not the other direction. Well, hopefully you learned some tips on how to set goals today and how to reach some of yours and reach some of your dreams. There are tons of things that work for some that do not work for others. So it's just about continuing to try, have a positive mindset, realize you're human and you're going to make mistakes and not be perfect. No one is, no matter what you see on Instagram or social media. Finally, I want to end with Another quote, one of my favorites, um, it's from Babe Ruth, or if you're a Cinderella story, cheesy love story, Hilary Duff fan, you'll remember this. Never let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. Thanks again for joining us on the Dr. Bree Davis podcast, and thanks so much, Carmel, for joining us. Stay tuned for some episodes that are coming soon, and you can find my contact information as well as the products talked about in the beginning of the podcast in the show notes below. Thank you.